Bill Hughes, your host of Row and Grow. You can't see him right now, but the ever-present executive producer extraordinaire, Zach Glaros, is here. And we're here to talk about the uh, three-part series with Ernest Hooper, journalist, philanthropist, father, and uh, I hope you enjoyed part one. Let's get ready for parts two and three. Uh, just want to remind you that if you're enjoying this, to hit subscribe so that you can follow and be notified when parts two and three come out. I'd like to touch on because I think it's a, a hot button topic that is ever present in no matter which political aisle you you follow or, or what what media you consume is the term systemic racism and you know Black Lives Matter it swoops in to to point this out and and really in my opinion and since you were a media member you can really expound upon this but the media in my mind, controls and dictates the narrative because it doesn't really matter what the truth is. If you can control the narrative, that's what matters the most to them. So just in your opinion, in this country, is it a systemically racist country? And is there a true problem or is there a perception problem or a little bit of both? Well, I, I think as a nation, we have to constantly explore uh, that question. We have to constantly uh, explore those answers and talk with each other, Bill. Yes. Not at each other. So, so true. And, um, you know, uh, do I think there's systemic racism? I think there very well may be. And I think uh, the, the mistake we make is suggesting that it no longer exists. And I saw this from, uh, it's an interesting source, mm -hmm. I think you'll appreciate it. Okay. This is what Pope Francis said over the weekend okay. about racism. Okay. Pope Francis said, racism is a virus that quickly mutates and instead of disappearing, goes into hiding and lurks in waiting. Instances of racism continue to shame us for they show that our supposed social progress is not as real or definitive as we think, hashtag fight racism. That's 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 it right there, Bill. We have we made progress? Yes. Are we better than we were um, in the 1960s and during the civil rights movement? Yes, of course. I would be crazy to say that we haven't made progress. But if we believe we have arrived, if we stop talking to each other, if we stop saying, "Hey, what what?" What offends you, Ernest? What offends you, right. Bill? What did I say something that bothered you? You know, if we stop having those conversations, you know, it is going to lurk, as the Pope says, and it is going to come back and rear its its ugly head in, in, in different ways. And I would say to you, I know there's a lot of talk about Black Lives Matter and what it all means. I just start with this question. What would compel a group of people to say my life matters. What what kind of pain, what kind of sorrow makes a group of people, and, and they don't represent all blacks, sure. but, but what makes a large percentage of African-Americans stand up and say black lives matter? That's the question we need to explore. 
At the same time, I don't know if you saw this story, uh, uh, Coca-Cola recently brought in a diversity and inclusion expert, and and the expert told the employees, try to be less white. <laughs> what, what? Hey, Bill, if we try to create greater harmony right. and understanding, yes. try to be less white right. it is not yeah, the right phrase. Yes. If you're trying to get attention, if you're trying to make headlines, That's you know, try to be less white. Yes. We'll get it done yeah, for we'll you. Do it. It, you know, yep. and and if, if if you know if you want to be a lightning rod, and you know that being a lightning rod will get you more speaking of gigs, course. go ahead, try to be less white. Right. But if we trying to build harmony and greater understanding, yes, that that's not the right terminology. And I, I and I'm sure if I talk to that person and they say, well, let me explain what I was trying sure. to say, there there would be a deeper meaning. Of course, but but. Words matter. They do. All, all of it matters. And you got to think about, you know, uh, uh, Tony Dungy always says, you know, before you say something or before you do something, think, ask yourself, what are you trying to accomplish? Right. Start with that question. If, if you and I sit down and talk about race, the, the, the question, the first question we have to start with is what are we trying to accomplish? And, and I the answer to that is, I think that, and this is just my perspective on it, I am interested in young Americans. I, I really have a passion for, for young people that have an entrepreneurial spirit. And that doesn't even necessarily mean that they have to start their own business. No, I mean, you can make a great impact on an organization without starting it. Um, the College Hunks Hauling Junk and College Hunks Moving brand is, is a great brand. And I mean, it's a first class organization. One of their most important people is named Roman Cowan. And he's, he didn't start the business, but I mean, he really is the guy behind the scenes that keeps it moving. And I'm, I'm grateful for him forever. So I want to make it clear to young people, and I know that, that you would feel the same about this, that the message is not constantly telling people that the country is systemically racist. So if you're a 20 year old, African-American that's interested in getting into business, if you start to hear and believe these things, that, that might take away your drive. And, and that's the thing that America represents is the reason that the people are pouring over the border right now is because this is a land of opportunity. That's, that's what everyone seeks to, to have. So the, the worst thing that we can do as people I believe is to take away people's hope because hope is what it's all about. And so that's, and I, you know, I know that you clearly have not done that as a father. Um, but how do we avoid doing that? Because that's what is passionate about me. So that's who I'm trying to reach is young people to not listen to the noise and just continue to talk to each other. Yeah. Well, and you talk about young people, I've always believed, that um, when we're talking about college-age kids, mm -hmm. when we're talking about college campuses, you know, where your daughter is and where my daughter is, yeah. to me, that's, um, that's a place where different ideas can compete. Yes. Um, you know, the University of Florida invited 
uh, forgive me for not remembering his name, but a few years back, uh, they had a white supremacist uh-huh. speak on campus. Very controversial. A lot of people did not want uh, the university to allow him to speak on right. campus, but the university, you know, citing free speech uh, rights, uh, went ahead with it. Right. And there were counter protests and counter gatherings. That's all good, to right? Yeah, to me, that's how it works. Yes. And 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 a few people, I, I would have suggested, hey, go see what he's really talking about. Yes. And if it pisses you off, cool. Right. You know, but but hear him. Right. And let those ideas compete. But when you talk about and and I was having this debate with a friend of mine who is a great historian Mm -hmm. and we were talking about the Holocaust. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the state of Florida requires Holocaust education, uh, even as young as I think third or fourth grade. And he was arguing that, hey, at that age, you start telling kids about this horrible mm-hmm. act of genocide does it risk you know denting them They're emotionally yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah does it does it take away some right. of their hope and so I, I, I'm sure people on the other side would say there's a way you can talk about the Holocaust there's a way you can talk about slavery in a way that does not uh, dent that hope but uh, my friend he's a historian African American he explained to me that he was somewhat guarded in uh, what he taught his two sons about slavery at a younger age because he wanted to first um, infuse them with confidence and hope. So, so I get where you're coming from with that. Okay. Yeah, thank you. I mean, obviously your daughter, you know, she's passionate and she's a winner and a champion. She's got a smile that can light up a room. I know, having been around her, that she has full hope and belief. She's confident. Yeah. So, you know, that's I want that to continue for all of our college-age students and people that are even in their 20s that are starting to make it into the corporate America that, you know, you're, you're going to feel oppressed regardless of your color. You're going to feel diminished. You're going to feel put down. You're going to feel like the odds are against you. And that's when you have to dig in a little bit, and and that's that's important for all of us. Rise above. Rise above. Rise above. Yeah. I, I, I've been telling her that since she was in middle school. You know, when Bill, when a when a jet plane is flying and it encounters turbulence, uh, it does not immediately land. It does not try to fly through the turbulence because that could damage the plane. Right. What does it do? It goes above it. It goes above it. And, and, and that's the message we got to get that's awesome. to, to our kids. It rises that's above awesome. the turbulence and keeps focus on the destination. Mark the tape for that one. That was good.